You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the first Sunday in Lent, February 21st, 2021, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, rector at St. Thomas. Transformation and preparation for his own journey. 
But there was something that was tempting Jesus. What was it we might have been We can give a little fuller explanation in, in Matthew and Luke's uh, Gospels, but, but uh, Mark, as usual, was very spare. But here's what I think. I think that Jesus, the human Jesus, was tempted by the, uh, the, the temptations that all of us experience, these, these uh, uh, based profound temptations, not the, not the temptations to, to uh, you know, the body of the and all that. No, Jesus' temptations were, were the, I think, were the primary uh, human drivers, the, the law for, for power control. The one for safety and security, the one for affection and esteem. Those are the three primary drivers of the, of the, the human behavior that separates us from God. The, those, those, those primary human drivers are, are the ones that I think are, are the, the function, the result the, uh, of, of that, that beautiful uh, set of creations for Adam and Eve. You know, Adam and Eve want to put themselves in God's place. Adam and Eve want to put themselves in the judgment seat. Adam and Eve want to be like God. But those are our primary temptations. Temptation to want to put ourselves in God's place. And, you know, we, we all have to work that out. Those are the, those are the, the, that's the kind of character formation that all of us are in need of. And of course, what lies at the heart of that humility? The humility to know that we're not God. And that, that all our wants for power and control, all our wants for safety and security, all our wants for affection and esteem are just symptoms of that, that basic desire. Want to be on God, to want ourselves in God's place. There's the temptation, I think, uh, that Jesus overcame. There's the, the, that's how his character was shaped and formed. And I think that he, he had to do that in order to emerge on the other side and understand what his mission was. Now, I love the, the way Mark's gospel put it. He's uh, there in the wilderness, he's gone through these, these uh, experiences, these. these Basic human wants. And then he's sitting with the wild beasts and angels waiting. It's a, it's a, in, in one sense, Mark has captured that the beautiful vision of the peaceful kingdom from the, from the prophets of Israel. Here Jesus is, sitting with the wild animals, and I love that image. Angels are waiting. God's with him. God's present. You know, in the midst of all this struggle, God is present. And then what happens next? Jesus emerges from the wilderness and he preaches his first sermon. And we're told that he came to Galilee preaching the good news. And what is the good news? The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come. We're dead, but we trust in the good news. Sure, sir, all right, but I don't know which sometimes in my time would be that short. But I don't have nearly as much to say as Jesus does. This is beautiful that he says it in that very succinct way. The time is fulfilled, the time is now. The kingdom of God has come here. What does he mean the kingdom of God has come here? He has to mean that the kingdom of God is, is, is in him. And he's bringing the kingdom of God uh, into the world. Well, that's one of the things we have to mean when we're talking, talking 
talking about the divinity of Jesus. We hear this, this, this uh, indwelling Christ that's, that's, that's present within and present with all of us, given full expression of his life and ministry, and his death and resurrection. So the kingdom of God has come here. And then, if the kingdom of God has come here, what do we do? What do we call to do? Repent. And you know, but the word that gets translated into English as repent is in Greek metanoia. And metanoia means to change, it means to turn, it means to be transformed. And it is, a, it is an active word, it's a dynamic word. So Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God is come here, time for you, sisters and brothers, to change. Time to be transformed. How's that going to work? Well, just believe. Just trust. Trust in the good news. So uh, I, I do love that, uh, that call to, uh, to be transformed into trust. It's such a great sermon. It just gets right to the point. But you know what? Jesus couldn't have preached that sermon without first going into the wilderness. We had to have that. That transformative experience. There's an old story about the, uh, about the great 20th century Protestant theologian Paul Bart, who wrote this ministerial work of theology called the Church Dogmatics. Six volumes long. Uh, Father Stevens was educated in the Presbyterian Seminary. He had never arrived in Seminary. I'm telling you, it's really, it's, it's thick, it's, it's complicated. And, and sometime at the end of Carl Carr's life, he was asked, uh, and this may be, who knows, it might be an apocryphal story, but it makes the point I want to share with you. He was asked, um, Pastor Paul, what did you learn uh, from, from all of this? What if you, if you had to just put in one, in one very short uh, sentence or paragraph, what, what, what is it that the church called has one of its friends? And his response was, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That was the point of the church dogmatics. But then he goes on to say, I couldn't have said that without first writing the church dogmatics. You see the point? We have to go through these periods of struggle and self reflection in order to emerge with, with uh, transforming something. So, Jesus couldn't have uh, preached the sermon he preached that first, first spending time in the wilderness until he and someone had been transformed. So, here we are. Lenting, Lenting is Lent. It's ever been Lenting for a second time. <laughs> and what are we going to make of this? Well, the, the, the great spiritual teachers in some form or fashion Always describe this, this kind of progress along the journey towards spiritual maturity. They teach us that we, we begin with what feels like a state of the world. Because life, life is a truth. We, we constructed our lives in a way that feels uh, it might be comfortable, it might feel safe, it might feel, uh, you know, maybe it's not, it doesn't feel so great, but, but, you know, if you just think about what the alternative might be, you don't want to go there. So there's some sense of order in this world. But then, but then, we're called 
to, to go into a place of disorder. So we, we go into the wilderness, we go into that 40 day period of, of self-reflection of the invitation of transformation. And you know what? It might feel like suffering and probably will. But we, we go into that place of discipline. And then we come out on the other side to the place of real. But we've changed uh, the, the, the transformation that's given us hope for a new life, a new vision of good. So let's think about that order, disorder, reorder. And that's the, that's the term for. And as we, as we are invited into this process, as we're invited in Lent, Lent is, is the place where we, where we come in the liturgical year to experience that, that disorder, to experience that invitation to transformation. We carry into that the same message that Jesus carried into his time in the world. You know, the heavens opened and a voice said to him, You are my son of blood, and you are my ways. That's the message for us, too. See, we carry that into the, uh, into the wilderness with us. That is to say, we carry the identity into the wilderness with us. We are God's blood, we are God's church. With us, with you, with me, and, and, and everyone within the sound of our voice, with you, God is well pleased. And then, yes, there's disorder, and, and we'll, we'll, we reflect on that directly. And, and uh, even after he merged through his disciples, it's, uh, it's uh, Steve pointed out to us a couple of Sundays ago. Uh, you know, he emerges from the he emerges to the wilderness and they go on this great healing and teaching mission throughout Galilee. And then he goes up to the Mount of Transfiguration and has that amazing experience of the Mount of Transfiguration. And once again, the Spirit says, This is my beloved. Listen to him. And then they come down from the mountain. And, and, and right before that, uh, Jesus uh, said to Peter, Who do you say that I am? Beautiful. It's well worth it. 
For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website at www.stthomasmedina.org.